If you want to make money as a freelancer, the one thing you need is high value clients. Clients who pay you fairly, on time, and without squeezing you out of every last penny. At the time of this recording, I'm happy to report I've got three such clients, and they contribute around 80% of my monthly income. They're also all a pleasure to work with. So where do you find these golden clients that tick all the right boxes? I'm going to reveal all in this episode. Let's go. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to give a special mention to one of my supporters, and that is SEMrush. I'm a huge fan of this platform. That's because SEMrush is one of the biggest players in the SEO space, and I've been using the platform's tools since 2019. They're super easy to use and give you practical, actionable insights to help improve your website's SEO. As a listener to this podcast, you can get a special 30-day free trial of SEMrush. All you have to do is check out the link in the show notes and claim your 30-day free trial. You can cancel before the 30 days are up, so you won't have to pay a penny. And if you're looking to improve your website's performance on Google, then yes, I highly recommend checking it out. So simply go to the show notes, check out the link to SEMrush and claim your 30-day free trial. Okay, so I was going to do an episode about different income streams, and then I kind of thought again that actually I've already written a bunch of content around these. So what I'm going to do instead is actually go through a question which I'm asked probably most often from writers, and that is, how do you find writing clients that don't suck? Uh, Which is a really, really good question, obviously, though. They don't usually put it in those terms, but I thought it would be a good question to answer. And what I'll do instead is I will link in the show notes to a number of articles I've written around different passive and scalable income streams that you can use and you can take with you to make such as like online courses and content on Medium and and those sorts of things. But yeah, if you're here to uh, learn about freelancing and picking up freelance clients, then this is what this episode is all about. So basically, when it comes to finding freelance clients that don't suck, you've got three approaches. So you could either go down the cold outreach approach, in other words, emailing people, emailing companies out the blue and saying, I've got a proposition for you. Do you like it? Let's go. If not, no worries, that sort of thing, which I'll talk about a bit more detail. You've also got the second approach, which is applying to jobs directly through Indeed, LinkedIn, and another very special place, which I'll mention in this episode. And then the third approach is to attract clients, which is ultimately where you want to get to. And when I say attract clients, it's basically they email you to say they found your work online, they really like what you're doing, and they would love to work with you, which has happened to me a few times, and it is by far the most satisfying, but it does take some work. So I'm going to take you through these each approaches in in detail and give you some really practical ways to implement them, even with the cold outreach approach, which isn't my preferred option, but actually it can work. And I'm going to give you some examples. So yeah, starting with the cold outreach, like I said, this basically just means you email people saying, are you looking for some writing help? I can, I can help. But if you did it just like that, then I don't think you'd get many bites and Personally, I just don't like the feeling like you're groveling to try and get a job. I much prefer to offer value up front and then kind of slide in, you know, through that relationship to see if there's an opportunity to work together. So how this might look, I'll give you a couple of examples that I've used, which haven't actually led to to jobs directly, but they have led to relationships. And I dare say in the future, 
you know, there could be opportunities here. So the first one was I wrote an article about one of my favorite online entrepreneurs called Louise Henry. I've been following her since 2020 and she helped me outsource my podcast editing when I found one of her YouTube videos about using a tool called Asana. And yeah, I've basically fallen in love with her content ever since. So she has a bunch of content through her YouTube channel and through her Instagram. And she's great. I just love her her vibe and and the content she puts out there about online courses and making money online and all these sorts of good stuff. So I decided I would quite like to work with Louise if she's open to a freelance writer. So what I did was I wrote an article on Medium basically detailing her journey from selling zero online courses in her first launch of an online course all the way through to now she's made over $100,000 through online courses in space of a few years, which is an insane story and one that's actually pretty fun to tell. So to, to do this, I binged all of her YouTube content. There's a lot of it. There's over 100, maybe 200 videos. Methodically picked out bits about her stuff, which I thought was interesting, which other people might find helpful. Pull it all into a Google Doc during this research phase. And then I yeah wrote this article, which I will link to in the show notes in case you're interested, just to see how this could look. And yeah, published the article um, on Medium with a publication called Entrepreneur's Handbook. And then I think I left it maybe a week or two just to see how well the article did. People seemed to like it, got a few nice comments. And then I emailed Louise after that, just saying... Hey, I can't remember what the subject line was. I think it was, I wrote an article about you, smiley face, something really cheesy, and said, hey, Louise, I've been really enjoying your content since 2020, learned a ton of stuff about you, from you, about Asana and making courses online. So much so, I've written this article about you. I then linked to the article, and this is the kicker. I basically said, no pressure to check it out or anything, but people seem to be liking it. They've left comments on it. I just thought you might be interested in checking out too. And that was it not pitching anything, not trying to get her services or anything like that, just basically providing value in the form of this article and then seeing what happens. Louise then went on to very kindly share the the article on her Instagram stories. She tags me in it and she sent me a really kind email afterwards saying, you know, she really liked the article, which was amazing. Really, really cool. So then I basically just followed up and said, hey, really glad you liked the article. If you're ever considering, you know, hiring a freelance writer in the future, I'd love to throw my hat into the ring, but you know, no worries if not just hope you enjoyed the the article and that was it and she yeah she replied back saying yeah definitely consider me and thanks once again that's it built a relationship you got your foot in the door and it's just a really easy way to to do that i was going to tell you about another example with another youtuber called actor process is basically the same wrote an article about her and her work she's got an amazing youtube channel which i'll link to in the show notes and yeah, basically talked about what she does, her company and things that I've I kind of learned from her. Did an article about her company that she works for and yeah, same, same sort of thing. So that is, I think, the best way to approach cold outreach, putting the value, putting the work up front, whether it's, you know, can work for writing, but if you are, maybe you make videos for a living, you could do the same thing. You could actually, you know, take clips from their YouTube content repurpose it for TikTok, for example, and then do a bunch of those, just send them to the creator and say, what do you think of these? Do you like them? Get their response and then see if you can kind of build a relationship that way. And obviously it works for other things as well. Like maybe you could provide some free consulting. So I actually did this 
yeah, I was going to come on to this later, but I also did this fairly recently. So someone approached me on Udemy in Udemy messages, basically saying they'd watched one of my Udemy courses about SEO. They really liked it. I got a lot of value from it. And they were asking if I could take a look at their website to provide any feedback. I was like, yeah, sure. So I um, started composing this email, getting way, way too long. So I was like, okay, I need to shorten it. Um, but I couldn't be asked. It was like on a Friday afternoon. So I was like, okay, instead I'll just, you know, record a video, basically do a screen share and go through her website and her company's website and to yeah pick out some suggestions from an SEO point of view. So I recorded the video, uploaded it to Google Drive, sent her a link to my Google Drive so she could watch the video. And uh, yeah, she found that super, super helpful. So that's just another way, providing value up front. In that case, it was a form of consulting. And she actually said, you know, if an opportunity comes up, then she'd like to work together in the future once she's tried to implement the strategies herself. So just another way you can, can make that work. So that's the first approach called outreach. It can work. I think you just got to put in the value uh, up front. The second approach, which was applying to jobs, this is pretty standard. I'm not going to kind of labor the point too much. The only thing I'm going to say is look at Indeed and look at LinkedIn as two primary places. And then if specifically you're looking for freelance writing jobs, then a Patreon page, which I've mentioned in a previous episode called Write Plus Jobs, uh, sorry, Write Jobs Plus Plus. I'll link to it in the show notes. It is a Patreon page. You can sign up, I think it's £3 a month, and they'll send you about 10 to 15 daily job listings that you can you know sign up for and, and apply to what's great about this service is it does all the heavy lifting for you that's how i've got two of my current regular clients through right jobs plus uh, yeah just a great great little great little solution so recommend checking that one out in terms of applying for jobs as well a couple of other things i've thought of you might want to consider i think when applying to jobs it's always good to try and match the tone of the job itself and the job description so for example, one of my regular clients in their job description, it was very playful. I can't remember exactly what they included, but they had some lines like, um, you know, we're up for a laugh, a hilarious laugh once a day and all this sort of stuff. So yeah, try and match the tone of the job description if you can. So obviously if it's quite a serious role, then you might want to be a bit more serious, but yeah, try and match the tone. I think as well, um, a super practical point, if you're applying to a job online, Make sure you save your answers in a Word doc. I've so many times, painful, painful moments where I've spent time applying to jobs, writing the, the answers to these questions in, in the browser. And then, you know, the browser times out or the internet connection dies and you lose all that work. So, yeah, it's a painful lesson to learn. See if you can save your work in a Google doc or a Word doc. So that's the second approach. Yeah, pretty straightforward, just applying to jobs. But the third one, which is probably... I think it, well, it is the most rewarding and it's the most difficult. And I wouldn't depend on this approach as a strategy. It's kind of just like a bonus if it happens, but that is to attract clients. So there's a few things you can do to, to this end. The first thing is just to put content out there that's people like. So in my case, you know, writing, I've got over 210 articles on Medium at this point, and people have read those and have reached out to me because of those articles. Typically, they'll just email me or reach out on LinkedIn. And then, yeah, I've got, I've had a bunch of clients in the past through through this method. The portfolio does all the heavy lifting, really. And that's, yeah, a great thing about writing in particular. You know, people can get a sense of how good you are at your craft when they see it in a portfolio. Same with 
video editing, podcast producing, all that sort of stuff. So make a portfolio and then, yeah, see if people, yeah, people probably reach out to you. Other thing you can do is optimize your LinkedIn profile. So really basic things like the headline in your LinkedIn. I've recent, well, I say recently, I changed mine a few months ago because I'm now documenting about building this this business and getting to 10K a month uh, on LinkedIn. So my headline doesn't really reflect what I do, but if you're brand new, I would encourage you to just write something like, you know, if you're a freelance writer, put something like freelance writer or freelance content writer, pipe, SEO expert, pipe, whatever, whatever your speciality is in the headline. Have a nice profile image, kind of, yeah, self-explanatory stuff, isn't it? Same with the banner image. And then your description as well. Make sure that's filled out of lots of experiences. Get any client testimonials in there, really helpful as well. All the kind of basic stuff that you've probably read about, about LinkedIn. Yeah, worth optimizing that. So those two things, putting the portfolio together and optimizing your LinkedIn profile. Yeah, they can be really good ways to attract clients. And then in terms of onboarding a new client, I thought I'd throw this in because it is important as well. What I do is I try and jump on a call with a new client as soon as I can, just to try and understand their pain points, what they're wanting help with, whether I've actually got availability to do the work based on their requirements. And then if that's all good and you know I can work with them, I'll send them a proposal, which basically includes my scope of work, responsibilities, timelines, package options and prices and yeah we can then take it from there so if you want to actually get that proposal uh, the templates that I use for for clients you can do that go to entrepreneurscomparty.com forward slash proposal you'll be able to input your name email address and get that free proposal sent to you in return yeah it's it's really really helpful and that helps me on board clients set expectations make sure we're all aligned so in terms of the key takeaways here things you should be doing, I think, to attract clients and to find clients that don't suck. Basically, the most important thing is to actually apply for jobs, particularly if you're a writing person. Look at Write Jobs Plus Plus. Get 15 to 20 job opportunities sent to you every day through your email. Yeah, they're convenient, good paying opportunities. And yeah, that's, I think, the, the kind of best thing you can be doing with your time. Things like building an online audience, through LinkedIn and Twitter, that can all come later. But actually, initially, you know, getting money into your pocket, quickest way, the best way, I think, is to work freelance and to get clients that way. The other stuff will come with time. You know, building an audience takes time. You can't really depend on likes and followers to pay your bills. Um, That stuff may come later. Uh, So yeah, step number one, apply to jobs. When you are applying to jobs, stick to the brief, be timely. So, you know, if a job's been open for like two months then don't bother applying because they probably already filled the position yeah if you can apply within say 48 hours that's really good and that's great thing about right jobs plus because they always have new opportunities and fresh opportunities and then once you've got a few client experiences under your belt uh, i don't know why i went irish there um under your belt um your confidence will grow so you'll feel more confident commanding higher prices to give you a sense of this, so I started at, in writing, it's usually done per word. So I started at around 20 cents per word. And now I've got a portfolio of work and I've proved that I can deliver value to clients through ranking them higher on Google, for example. Um, I charge a minimum of about 50 cents a word. So yeah, twice as much. Um, yeah, 
and I'll probably put my prices up again soon. Uh, so that's step number one, apply to jobs. Or key takeaway number one, apply to jobs. Key takeaway number two, yeah, start putting out content. Just put yourself out there. Whether it's on Medium, if you're a writer, or if you like podcasting, or if you like creating videos, do it on YouTube. Um, newsletter, it's always a good thing as well. Yeah, so many options. And it might feel crowded, but I believe putting the work for a couple of years, yeah, opportunities will come your way and people will see your skills. And then the third takeaway, uh, optimize your LinkedIn profile. Just the basic stuff, you know, profile image, the tagline, the banner, all that stuff. Yeah, make sure it's optimized and that hopefully will help you attract clients as well. So those are my tips in terms of where do you find freelance clients that don't suck. Hope you found this episode helpful. If you did like it, then I think you'll like my email list, which I send once every two weeks about making money online, digital nomadism, writing, all that good stuff. So if you're interested in that, you can sign up at entrepreneurscomparty.com. And in return, I'll also give you a free 19-page guide where you will learn everything I've learned over the last five years about making money online and give you a roadmap to yeah, transitioning out of your nine-to-five into profitable, sustainable solopreneuring. That being said, thank you so much for listening. Hope you've enjoyed this episode and I'll speak again very, very soon. See you there.